0: 1 for a joy 99.7 FM <laughs> Hello and welcome to Springboard Virtual University. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, ably led by Comfort. This is your most inspirational show and the point of convergence for the greatest minds. Your Venture University is brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN, Pulse, Just B, the enterprise group, Your Advantage, UMB Bank, celebrating 50 years in banking, and the Central University, Ghana's Premier Christian, private university, our media partners, the Multimedia Group and the Graphic Communications Group. So this is the engine room where we bring frontliners from various fields and get behind the scenes with them, unpacking those parts of their story that you would never find anywhere else. And that's why we call it the engine room. Today my guest is so well positioned to tell us a great story, I know him simply as a storyteller he tells stories very very well he's a biochemist a marketing guru and a corporate executive who transitioned into frontline public service and served as member of parliament for you west and then deputy minister of
1: communications name george anda welcome to springboard thank you very much albert and um, thanks for the opportunity um hello to your viewers and it's great to be here um i think i was here about about five years ago
0: you know when i mentioned that you were coming in the team brought out a full catalog of the number of times you've been here and actually produced even the audio <laughs> of some of your 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 presentations in takra day two thousand eight, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. two thousand and nine. I,
1: I still see people then they were like Oh, I listened to you on, on Springboard, and something that you said impacted my life, and I'm like, bless you. No, we actually
0: compiled um, ten, after, after ten years of Springboard, compiled a compendium of people whose lives had been touched, and in each case, they actually mentioned who spoke and what they said, and that convinced us that what we're
1: doing was, was you've done well. You've done well. You should you should continue to do it. You've, you've been used as a vehicle to touch many people, and um, I think that what you're doing is great. Let me rewind back to
0: 15 years ago, and thank you. Join people like Samini, and people like Ochami Kwame, your brother Edmond, and others who spoke at the book lunch. And thank you for opening the door to sprintboarding. you at MTN yourself and your great friend Mauna Trevor. It was a very young, untried product then, if I may use that word. And you believed in it and gave us a chance. And today, when we look back at the millions of lives that have been touched, we can only say thank you to you. So you have a, played a big, a big role in this, George.
1: Well, I mean, all we can say is we are grateful that we had the opportunity to help. But the biggest credit goes to you, Comfort, and your team.
0: Are, are there are a
1: lot of other um, initiatives, or other platforms that receive sponsorship from corporate brands but not many of them grow to the level that you've grown yours to and it's, it's exciting. Let me go on to the big thing that has got everyone talking in the
0: past few weeks and that is the launch of your book, Determined to Do More, The Mission is, is Possible i tell you what, I was at a book launch and I say emphatically one of the most beautiful, enjoyable book launches I've ever attended, attended in my entire life. <laughs> it was quality time, well spent, and I really enjoyed it. I was still with, with Selom Adarivo, um, Mrs. D. called Dia, and then Patricia Obonai, and then I think Franklin Sua, and I kept telling them this is just gold
1: dust. It was just so sweet. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I think that... The big congrats will actually go to the team that work behind the scenes. So to Abdul, um, to George Quay, um, to Koka, Kweku, Nanesi, um, um, Michael, Baini, of course, Santi, who who I'll say, I'll say was the show director. Um, and of course, those that supported us, Labadi Beach Hotel um silicon house um everybody that supported us everybody that came was a great audience and and um the feedback so far has been good i was going to come to that i mean maybe let me step back one step autobiography
0: in your early 50s it's not common why did you write
1: (laughs) not that we we are against it but it's just so 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 let me I, i i i I, I referenced the story. So, in um, partnering platforms like yours, we were also platform um, um, partnering Uncle Buhari's platform. Mm, very good friend of ours. And every time that he comes, I would change what he's going to do, and I would say that there must be some yellow effect, some yellow wow thing. So. After one of our changing meetings, he sat back. He's like, "George, why don't you write a book?" You of you? He did, <laughs> and and I was like, "Oh, how? I mean, what am I going to write about?" He's like, "No, no, no. There's a lot that you should put down, and I think that by the time you're 40, you should write. a book. I think at that time I was like 38 or 39. So he was giving me a very short time, and." I was determined to do more, if I would written the book at that time, there would be a lot that would not have been included in the book. And so I took on the challenge, but I told him to ask for the 40 day, I will not be able to do it by the 40, so I probably will aim for the 50. And it was one of the things I wanted to complete by the time I was 50. Unfortunately, a number of things happened, um, the accident came in, COVID. and and things changed so we had to do some more work um i thought that by the time i was going to the elections i finished writing the book and unfortunately i lost the election so then i had to do an epilogue uh so i had two more chapters after after the elections and the lessons learned and stuff like that and finally we're able to launch it on the 24th of, of 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 april so um I, I don't appreciate the concerns that people have that it's probably a bit too early. Is it? I think this is the next chapter. There could be an, a, a, another chapter coming they up.
0: definitely should <laughs> not. I'll tell you, I, 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 I asked rather to support the idea of writing and to add my voice to Uncle Interestingly, when we were writing our first book, he, we had a similar conversation with him and he said, I would only write an endorsement for you if you tell me the, the title of your second book." <laughs> and his argument was simple Everyone has one book in them So when you write a book, one book, you're not yet an author Yeah. When you do your second book, you can call you an author So I'll give you the same advice well, But so I'm waiting I, for the second one
1: <laughs> I, I, I take on challenges And it's I, I've had a few ideas As to what to write about Next, and I'm sure that We'll start putting pen to paper And then we'll see how it goes
0: Who, who, who did you write for? That's another I'm curious about in writing in, the, in those times of night researching, what demographic did you picture? What was on your mind? Gender, age, so, nationality. What was on your mind? When so
1: I think I think that the primary target was the youth of Ghana, by extension, youth of Africa, but basically the youth who. Are the future of Ghana, the youth who we know are going to be the game changers um, and to, to tell them that it's possible. Um, there are a lot of parts that individuals would want to tread, and most of the time, people for good reason will tell them that this is not the way to go, especially going into frontline politics and I received a lot of that, and any time that I received a concern about going to politics, I sat back, I thought through, and it made quite a bit of sense, but I still had this burning desire in me. Um, one of the reasons was that Honorable afenyo Marking, who used to be my neighbor years back, when we were doing work with Occupy Ghana anytime that we issued a statement. He will call me says, okay, I agree with this. I agree with this. I agree with that. But instead of sitting on the back and criticizing, why don't you also come into the front line and come and help us correct the issues that you're picking up. So he was one of the people that kept on urging me to stop being on the fence and get into the front line and be the change or be part of the change that i i wanted to to see so i guess that was one of the reasons and of course you know alex is not an old politician he's a a young man achieved so much for himself so my lessons experiences not just in politics in corporate life um my family life basically i think i've opened up maybe about 90 percent of my life um, and talked about some challenges talked about some difficulties and some achievements that the teams that i've worked with and i um managed to put out there um, some exciting ones that i i am still very proud of and i i, I think that the whole book is It's a book for, it's an easy reading book. It's not, I won't say it's a marketing 101 book, but it sort of blends bits of everything.
0: Let me tell you where I, as, a, as somebody who has written um, quite a bit and for as somebody who's a voracious reader, I'll tell you why this book is a must read. So it, 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 it speaks to different audiences in a very seamless way. And that is a very difficult act to put together. I will also borrow from the words of my friend, Reverend Equia and say that you were not afraid of being vulnerable and talking about your failures with ease at the same time as also the things you had done that had went. For me, that makes the book very authentic. the blend between experiences and lessons and the experiences were very varied. So we'll try and unpack as many of them as we can, (laughs) but for the benefit of our audience, let's settle the fact that we are doing two conversations that we'll we'll play for one week and then the next week. So we can take our time and unpack from childhood. Let's do foundations, let's do consolidation, and then let's do significance. Then we can get the stories out very, very well. So let's start from the mission, George. When you say determined to do more, the mission is possible. As a, as a reader,
1: what does it mean? What is the mission? What do you want to do more of? So I think, I think the mission is basically what God and your environment has implanted in you, what your, your mouth is speaking to, what you want to be the difference that you want to create in society, um, and the impact that you want to create in society. Um, I remember one of my uncles on his 70th birthday, he said he, he wanted everyone to write the tribute that you write for him at his funeral. Right then? then. Yes. Yeah, so is, is, you read it there. He wants to hear what, what you say about him. And did, did you want to make corrections? No I think he wanted to find out what people would say about him so he would know what to fix for the rest of his life oh, isn't so he wanted I mean he wanted everybody to be as blunt as you can. he didn't want all those nice, nice, nice things that you said but just be blunt just just talk to him like he was just... was yeah and and I think for him as well, he had achieved a lot in life but he probably wanted to check all the boxes and say that, yes, I've, I've left a legacy, um, I've impacted lives, there are people, there are people that can, can continue and make the undername rise whilst I'm away. And I think that that is the kind of mission that inspires me, the mission to check all the boxes with your key stakeholders and be certain that when you are out of here, there are people that will say that because of ABC, I was able to do that. I mean, it's just like what you're doing, uh, Albert, with the Springboard Roadshows, the number of people that you are impacting positively and the joy that you receive in your Mm. heart when they Mm. come back and they come and tell you that, I changed direction because of you or I took this other direction because of what I had on your platform. And I I think that's what, for me, that's what the mission is, to, to impact lives positively.
0: I want to go back to your childhood experiences. And I took time to read different childhood experiences, including finding your house on fire and having to carry your brother your brother Kobe, yeah he was unwell out of the fire i read about you your family going through hard times and then you watching your parents have to battle it out because of the revolution and its impact on the family your dad having to deal with a wrong perception and then your mother having to sell kinky and what that did to you how did some of these childhood experiences frame your personality and your values well I I
1: think one of the things that never left me was that there's no condition that is permanent Mm. and that in every situation if you are determined and with God on your side things could take a better turn and so you don't you don't just sink because you've hit a wall or you've hit a bad situation. You don't just give up because you've hit a bad situation. But you keep on going on. Um, you you keep on praying, praying about it. And 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 those times, uh, I think one of my brothers, I think it was Eddie, he had this poster in his room. Um, the poster of a man that. And it was an inscription that I thought I was poor when I had no shoes until I met a man that had no feet. Hmm. So it's like there are people that are in a worse of situation than you find yourself in, but they carry a smile and they make things happen. So why not you?
0: At the time you're going through some of these experiences, did you, did you think the seeds were being sown that would grow up in the world. No, no to be honest. The way you did to be honest no. The way you did your-
1: no. No, to be honest no. I mean I, at that time I just I just thought I was living life. I just thought it was I was just doing what I needed to do. I w I I wasn't planning for a future. Um it's it's later on in life that I started to put the pieces together and I realized that I mean maybe this was preparing me for for something bigger. <laughs> and I won't say that even the preparation has been smooth. I mean, there's it's been tough. It has been difficult times. It's been it's been rocky right. um, a lot of times. But there's still that determination to do more. I want to take you back into
0: your past yeah. because we have different constituencies that listen to Springboard. And I want to speak to, for instance, the issue of extracurricular activity. So I found out that you were a DJ, that you loved animals. And then I found that you were a school bellboy. (laughs) Let's talk about the bellboy bit because something you said about punctuality caught my attention very much. Let's talk about the bellboy bit.
1: Okay. So, um, of course I was in Nachimoto's school and I was in Agri house. And Agri house was the closest house to the dining hall. And the administration block. So, normally, the school bell boy was chosen from from Agri House, and I I happened to to get that opportunity. After I was bell boy for Agri House, I became the school bell boy. And your responsibility was basically to ring the bell for official school functions. So, you ring the bell for um, morning devotion. You ring the bell for breakfast. You ring the bell for lunch. You ring the bell for dinner. Um, No, you do siesta, then the end of siesta, then the supper, then there's prep, and then end of prep. So that was basically the routine. And you have to be on time every time. Um, uh, Like I said in the book, it was okay. Until periods where the the bell broke down, then you, have to you, walk you the- had to walk. Yeah, around the house. So that time they have to start early because by the time that breakfast is supposed to be served, you are supposed to be back in the dining hall. So you have to start probably about 30 minutes earlier and be ringing the handle around all the um, the boarding houses on the east side of the of the compound and get and get there. So. That was that was also another interesting bit.
0: So these childhood experiences were all framing parts of your life that would end up coming to influence your corporate life and at the time we're not even realizing it.
1: No, I didn't realise it. Some say that
0: people who go to school and do the raw curriculum without getting involved
1: in anything, shortchange themselves very much. Would you be of the same opinion? I, I think once you have an opportunity to participate in extra curriculum activities, it broadens your horizon I would think that is good in fact, most schools will encourage you to do beyond the regular the regular ag- academic exercises either you participate in some sports or you join some club okay it's 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 encouraging mo- in most schools and and I think that 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 also helps you to bring out the leadership in you um, there are people that may not be Solid as far as academic performance is concerned, but they are excellent leaders. They mm. are excellent team players. They can rally people around. They can they can lead people to deliver great goals. And and I think that it's through such opportunities that you're able to harness these inbuilt um, talents that that are inherent in you.
0: Talking about inbuilt talents and organisation, I want to go to one, one part of the book I enjoyed the most. That was. Your time in KNUST, and there are two stories I want to explore from your KNUST time. But the one that is very closely linked to what you just said about extra activity and organisation is the coeducation concept, bringing coeducation to to campus. And I'm very interested in part one, part two, <laughs> <laughs> and the assumption that undergates. Organization
1: so, and projects. I, I want to. Learn so, from so, that. so so so. Kojonyi's concert part one was great. I, I think just about three months ago, Kojonyi sent me uh, a WhatsApp message and he took a screenshot of the appreciation letter that we had written to him back then after the Republic Hall concert, and and it was quite it was quite interesting because at that time I was writing I was writing about the book, but we basically wanted to do something different. I mean we had. People like Alums, Zostone, Tawa—they were a year ahead of us, and they are like, "Look, you know something? We probably called, we have to do something different." So we did a local research, and it was like, "Why don't you bring NG on campus?" And at that time, it was—it was like, ah, "How can you bring NG on campus?" I mean, it's not yeah, possible. Students, it doesn't happen before. Right. So the team that I had, and I remember. Um, Kwame Brenya on that team, the late Tiklo on my team, Nash, um, um, quite a number of guys, Hari and Ko, they were all on that team. And we said that we'll make it happen. So when we came on break, we decided that we were go and see Kodurian Tree. So we drove to Ebri. We booked an appointment with him first and we drove to Ebri And he received us very well. And he was like, so what is the mission? And we said we want him to come on campus. And the Kodjo laughed. I mean, he was, he, he, he was he just best out laughing. And he's like, are you guys here? Do you know what you're asking for? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, I can't charge you because you can't pay. And there's no amount of gate fee that you charge that would compensate me. So I'll do the thing for you free. Wow. The only thing is that I'll not compromise on the equipment that you should get there. So whatever sponsorship that you're going to get, just make sure that you get the equipment from Ralph Casey here for so he gave us Ralph's number. And he called Ralph in our president Ralph that he sent in some young men to come and see him. So it was basically sealed. We gave Kuju the date, he was cool with the date. And um, we went, we came back to Accra to go and see Ralph the same day. So, Ralph, we told Ralph what we were going to do. Ralph was just standing laughing. <laughs> and Ralph was like, okay, since Kuju is not charging you, I also would not charge you. Wow, that's so much better. But bring two articulators. <laughs> and come and carry the equipment away. <laughs> at that way. And at that time, all the excitement just went down. <laughs> <laughs> Two articulated trucks. I mean, typical and rough. Where were we going to get articulated trucks from? So we came back to the hall, we reported to the JCR and the, uh, the leadership of the hall. And um, I think somebody had an arrangement with one of the transporters and we managed to secure one and the the other one ralph himself just just threw it in so where it was all out the quadrantries trees coming to campus republic whole week it was great i mean the concept was solid it was we're just happy that we are delivered and it was it was such an exciting time to be among all of because we had done we had done the wowest thing on campus at that you, you know the halls try to outdo each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think at that time we had also got sponsorship from KBL. And so it was good. I mean the the hall was solid at that time. So after the whole week, the SRC president and the secretary approached me and they were like, you know what you guys did for Republic Hall, it was just for Republic Hall, even though the rest of the school can't see but now we want you to do it for the school, the SRC week. And we're like, I'm, I mean, how, you, how do you go back? So I was like, but it means that I cannot work with the team from Republic Hall that deliver the first one. And he says, no, you have to work with the SRC entertainment committee, which is different people from different halls. So I negotiated for four people from the Republic Hall team to be on that entertainment team and we went to see could you entry again i think i think he charged us half price or something like that um we couldn't use ralph's equipment again so we negotiated with him we got something else and our well i'll say my focus at that time was just delivering the concert okay one of the conditions that the SRC gave was that they'll be responsible for ticket sales. And at that time, I thought it made sense that, okay, so you are using part of students' contribution for this concert. It's your responsibility to make sure. And I didn't really want to get involved in the ticket sales and stuff like that. So the first challenge was that the power went off. Wow. The genset that we had hired also gave up. And so the whole concert was starting the wrong way, but eventually it was it was powered on. Then people started coming into the hall, the great hall, the place. Eventually got filled, but because the lights went off, the whole mood was sort of that wasn't that exciting as the Republic Hall week. Then. Kojoji did well, he, he managed to deliver, executed great, another great concert. Then after I started hearing that we have made a loss and I'm like, how? Oh. And I think Kweku kwate the chairman of the finance committee in parliament, Honorable Kweku right? he was the chairman of the finance committee of the SRC week. So he came to Maribu, he's like, how could you guys make a loss? The place was bad. If you calculate the number of... See, we even brought in more chairs. So, tell me, how did you make a loss? Well, I said, I don't know. I didn't handle the gate the gate proceeds. He's like, no. So, where's the girl around the whole school that... This Buddha did the SRC. We did up the money, you know? <laughs> so, it went to the administration and... I received a letter from the internal audit of the school because these were fans from the SRC that they're investigating this matter. And so I should avail myself. So at that time from lectures, the, the SRC internal audit unit, they had this Land Rover, quite with internal audits written on it. So by the time I come from lectures, the car parked before Republic Hall, waiting for me and the rest of the people, so they'll pick me for Republic Hall with... Whoever I was with, then they go and pick from Queen's, or they go, they pick all of us to the university administration block, and they start with the SRC people. So eventually, they finished the investigations, and they found out that somebody had printed extra tickets and sold the extra tickets, and that is how come that the place was full. So we got exonerated, but. It was was a big lesson for me. Share that lesson the, with me because I, I, that, that was see, for me what I found interesting in the book. I think the the bit about leadership is that you had to be all round. You don't you don't take your eye off the ball. You don't just focus on the side that is of interest to you, and even if there's somebody who's very well experienced in another area, you leave that totally to him. Um, I, I, I think that if, as the chairman of that SICRE planning committee, if I had probed and queried the security arrangements around the printing and the sale of tickets, what we found ourselves in wouldn't have happened. But at that time, I was like, it's not part of my brief. Right. But at the end of the day, that was a big dent on the on the whole execution that that we we looked at so since you, look, you read the one success that's not automatically yes become. that's true yes because you know with with republic hall there was this brotherhood everybody had his or his brother's back so even if something was going wrong um alums will not sit down for it to go wrong he will go out of his normal course of duty to go and work something to make it happen without even coming to me to come and tell me that this is a challenge or and like I said alums were a year ahead of us so we looked up to them and so they were like they were like our coaches and so they'll prompt us you know Nash who was my mate my very good friend would not sit down and let something go wrong he would come in and we'll fix it so there was that brotherhood there and we had each other's back but with the SRC week one because it wasn't on whole basis the commitment of individuals was not at the same at the same level and some people may have thought that the Republic Hall boys are getting a cut from this show with could entry so let, let, let them do it you know and 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 so that's why they're so interested in the execution the the, the quality of lights the quality of sound equipment and stuff like that and we took our, ball, our eye off the ball of the, one of the most critical things. Because, you see, with the extra sale of the tickets, if there was a disaster there, it would have been terrible. Mm. Because the place was overpacked. The, I mean, we had to bring in more chairs. The people were inconvenienced. But these things you talk about... They happen in real
0: life. Do you find yourself later in corporate life thinking back on all these experiences, as you made decisions, and as you governed, and as you led teams?
1: So, so one of the things that those that have worked closely with me probably don't like about me is that I keep on asking questions. Because the lesson for me then was that if I'd asked the right questions, I'd have received the right answers, rather than assume that things were going right in the right direction. So I do ask a lot of questions, sometimes very annoying questions. And in fact, even when I was in corporate for um, individuals that will bring proposals, I will probably ask you so many questions and sometimes people found it to be very, very irritating. The small money that you are coming to ask for, you're asking us questions or necessary questions. So yes, that is one of the reasons why I ask, I ask those those questions when
0: i come back from this break i'm going to tell you about some of those very annoying questions that george asks and i'm going to tell you a bit we're going to go, go into a bit of george's journey in the corporate world and there are some very interesting dynamics you don't want to miss some you wrote some very very interesting experiences in what you call the jungle of the corporate world this is springboard your virtual university and my guest for today George, many George Ander, we'll talk about Ninja and what it means, but <laughs> many George Ander, former Member of Parliament for Ifutu Senior West, which he holds very dear to his heart, former Deputy Minister of Communications, and very importantly, the author of a brand new book, Determined to Do More. The mission is possible. Let's go on a break, when we come back. Let's find out how George entered the corporate world and how he's navigated his way to different opportunities in the corporate space. Please don't go away.
1: Hello? Dear valued customer. Hmm. Hey, The entire customer service team is out for lunch. Please call back in four hours. What? Me nana bedia akona me bad service ano. Me Ah, nana. With Buzz from Enterprise D. you will the customer service experience kick. I am available for you 24-7 on the Enterprise Advantage app, the Enterprise website, and on WhatsApp number 055-400-1924. Hello,
0: Babs. Chat with Babs from Enterprise, your contact for insurance, pensions, funeral and property solutions from the Enterprise Group. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. When you can be anything, who
1: will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go?
0: When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear, who
1: will you inspire?
0: When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, Where will you send it?
1: When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell?
0: When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind
1: you, and and the whole world world awaits awaits you. you. Don't go alone. Go with us. Everywhere Everywhere you you go.
0: go. Aquama, UMB is proud to offer you the best business solutions possible. We have been excelling in serving Ghana since 1972, and our sole interest is to make your business succeed. We are committed to making you to become number one in any sphere of business or enterprise you are pursuing. With our experience in growing some of the biggest SMEs in Ghana, we can support you become the business leader in Okhaishi, Suami, Abusokai, or any of the SME enclaves in Ghana with our SME solutions. Our latest SME loans allows you to take a loan backed by the value of your cash flow and inventory, so you can increase your trade efficiently. Speak to our business bankers or visit any of our branches now. UMB Bank you first Apply now for a degree at Central University, Ghana's leading private Christian University. Admissions are open for the 2021 2022 academic year. Degrees are available on our campuses at Mutual, Christ Temple Abusokai, and Kumasi. You can also enroll in our MBA with various specializations. Scholarships are available for needy but brilliant students. Call now on 0303-318-583. You can also visit our website at centra.edu.ga for more info welcome back to springboard a virtual university brought to you by the springboard roadshow foundation and proudly sponsored by mtn pulse the enterprise group umb bank central university with our media partners the multimedia group and the graphic communications group let me remind you on tuesday in the graphic business george's story in full captured on page 18. don't miss it get it share it to your friends and also on my joy online and at springboard.com.gh. Let's talk about the story that I believe is a very, very insightful lesson for various levels of young people seeking to do big things in various spheres of life. Let's go on to what has fascinated me very much in the book. And it's about moving from one corporate organization to another. <laughs> Sometimes you hear people talk and they say, "Oh well, I found myself here, and then I found myself here." But in your case, you say it was a definite decision you made. I call it the. You you like football, I know that. Yeah. So I call it the Ryan Giggs, Steven Gerrard model Mm -hmm. versus the Ronaldo, Ibrahimovic model. One model says stay at one club all your life and you become a legend. One model says hop from one club to another, leave your footprints, learn and keep going, and you become a legend. You seem to be one to be on the Ronaldo Ibrahimovic model.
1: Yes. Tell me why. Um, So, one, I believe that there's a richer experience learning from different cultures. There's a richer experience working with different teams. And you you get thrown out of your comfort zone. Um, You get unsettled for a while, but then if indeed you've developed the right functional and leadership skills, you should be able to operate in an environment that you find yourself in. And I think for me, one, one of the big things was that in most of the organizations where I worked, the teams that I worked with were very smart people one of the key things was about developing people. And once you develop somebody, you have somebody that's knocking on your door because you start having meetings with, with the person from the time that the person is not developed. You set a target that he should be able to be at this stage by this time. And then you have a responsibility to grow that person to the stage. And more often than not, you realize that the person has reached that stage where he's probably is even better than you and he's knocking on your door so if you you still sit there in, within the organization and you don't move he's not also going to move then everybody say that listen I'm, I'm bored with what i'm doing so i whenever i have the opportunity to move on um, my joy was seeing people that had worked with me also have the opportunity to, to move on. And, and I saw some and of them
0: celebrate you at at the book launch. People that you had handed over to you. And you say that you deliberately always raised one or two people who could step into your shoes yes. because you knew that you would leave.
1: Well, I, I, I would say I knew that I'd <laughs> leave. But, but in the event that I left, I didn't want a situation where I will feel extremely guilty because the team that I'd left behind um, we're not good enough, or I hadn't, I hadn't trained them, I hadn't groomed them, and given them the opportunities that I had received from, from my superiors at that time. So, um, I always try to convince myself that, okay, so there's Mr. A or Mrs. Mrs. B or whatever, that if I leave, he or she would easily step into, into my shoes and and will be able to deliver. It doesn't necessarily mean that the organization believed in what I would say, but I, in my heart, was convinced that I wasn't going to leave the organization without a successor. Without a successor, yes.
0: Judge, right. one of the seemingly mundane conversations that left a strong impression on me was talking to the biochemists at CSIR. You said, yeah. I love the way they did the gary. We were just watching us, a biochemist facilitated by the the whole Gary production system. But then there was this interesting conversation about career progression <laughs> with the biochemist there. Tell me about that one. Okay. And the, and the and the how it
1: influenced your education,
0: your 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 your
1: Okay, so 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 the C S I R one it was that for me the learning or the Aha Moment there was how they were doing marketing without realizing that they were doing marketing um per se but obviously with all the processes and the pains that they were going through they were adding value to the product that was being produced and they were able to sell at a premium it was there was a need for it in the market but i think you're referring to the pepsi cooler experience there
0: was a pepsi one and there was this guy also who said his whole life this is how
1: how long you're taking yeah that's 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 a pepsi cooler right tell me about okay, that so So I was doing industrial attachment, internship. Yeah. Internship at 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 Pepsi Cola. My boss at that time, very nice gentleman, biochemist. I mean, I was excited to be working under a biochemist, and indeed, within I think probably in about three four weeks, he had left me with the team, and the team was so they were they were happy to to teach me how to run the plant as far as taking the bricks level, measuring the amount of oxygen, the fill height, the crown cork height, I mean doing all the quality checks once you start running the plant. So um, I think about two weeks to the end of my internship, I went to him for a debrief and I was having a chat with him. He was asking me how I'm doing, how how about I learned, and it was it wasn't like you were applying everything that you are learned in school because most of the things that you are learned in school were not what happens on the line. It was there's a lot of experience. I mean, you 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 will be able to appreciate why they are doing things on the line, but you will not be you will not always be able to say that okay this thing that I've learned in the classroom this is how I'm going to execute it on the on the line and so i asked him he asked me so what is next for me i'm like i want to go and finish school and um, try and get a job see what i can do then i ask him what is next for you and he sighed and he's like well i'm here i i did biochemistry and this seems to be the highest that i can rise in this organization and that if i knew that there were other opportunities i would have diverted a bit and learned other things so that i could also rise in terms of management because when i go for management meetings yes within my space i'm kosher but when it comes to other aspects of like say sales and distribution when it comes to um corporate services i'm i find myself being a bit handicapped and i'm now learning those things so that was a bit of a uh, a rude awakening for me, and and so it was after that that I had the experience of working at the Food Research Institute and um, being seconded to the to the cassava processing um, unit at Pokwase, and what he said kept on ringing a bell in my head, and so when I realised that you no, know, there's a bit of marketing. That would actually add value to a product, um I was like, "I think this is what it is for me um I'll build on my on my biochemistry and um go and learn marketing and so that's what were of the things that that pushed me in there and on a lighter note i after I had a chat with him, you know on the plant, you always wear boots, yeah boots on the plant in the plant and i asked myself that so do i want to be wearing these thick boots to work every day and i, I, nah, I like to wear nice shoes so that was i i was also convinced that nah, i need to do something biochemistry plus something to be able to to um to enjoy a, a slightly better life <laughs> you, know that,
0: you know in all these conversations my mind goes back to you. To to what you said, your mother called you and told you. You said you were just hanging. They just doing just enough. Also, she called you Charlie, You can do much more. Yeah. What happened? Was it occasioned by something that happened, or it was just just a routine? So so I, I think it was
1: that freedom I take. It was like we had got some freedom B when we went. And it, for me, and I was in the, I was in the same class with some very good friends. Um, Nash, Square, Matthew, Shibo, um, Pound Sterling. And we were okay. We were, we, we, I'll say that we were not bad students. Life, well, not per life, but we, we liked our freedom. You know, it was, and you know, tech, at that time, it was, it was a semester system. So, every semester, you know that the questions will come from that semester. So there's something so that we call, punch. we ask, Thank you. And and it was working for for us. So we make we we'll put and we'll pass, you know, play your music, once, do everything and then last yeah. minute you go and punch. And there was one of us, quay, uh, Richard Ziya. He he was somebody that was a very studious person. He was principled, straightforward. Uh, after lectures you go to the library and go and read and we had like a. Exams. Unless we had an IE or or we had an we had exams coming up, we wouldn't really bother ourselves. And so we just I, I was just doing like I was just passing, passing, passing. Then in my my third year to to final year, my mom fell ill and she was admitted in the hospital, and it was the the. It was, it was like a terminal situation. And we're hoping for something different to happen. So the, there was a 50-50 chance of her undergoing a surgery. And so the, the week of her going to surgery, we started talking. And so I, I offered that, you know, I mean, when she comes out of the surgery, I would defer my course for a year. And um, I'll I'll stay at home and look after her, and my brothers and my sisters were like, no, that wouldn't that wouldn't be necessary. There'll be other arrangements. So, one of the mornings when I think it was the the, the night before she went into surgery, she I was by her bedside and she's like, um, this your schooling thing, you are just passing, 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 but. I didn't give that to you to just come and pass. And she was an educationist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was an educationist. And that I can do much, much better. And there was a way that my mother could blast you that at the end of the day, you you cry yourself. You <laughs> The the blaster would have entered you that your whole day would be sports. So she didn't raise a voice. It was a, it was a conversation. but. I felt very, very bad. Mm. And I guess that was one of the no one of the the big another aha moment for me that I needed to put in much more effort. And I was asking myself, so what do I really do with my time? And I didn't have anything to show that I was doing this with my time and so this was the benefit I was getting out of it and why I wouldn't be able to commit more time to my studies and then i think being the final year just around that time all the rest of the six of us also got that kind of rude awakening and so it was it was easier because we all then started putting much more effort to um to make sure that we were delivering and um the the you can do more statement that my mother made is something that has kept with me and um That's the reason why you wrote this book. I wrote this book, yes.
0: Do you still find yourself even now? How many years ago did she pass? In
1: 93, so that's what, about 30. Do you still find yourself
0: even now thinking of what she would approve of? Yes. Yes. This has been part one of my conversation with George and uh, and I told you, there's something about this story that I just want to hear over and over and over again. Simply told, the story of a journey with its ups and downs and major lessons learned out of very simple but enduring experiences if you are a regular here at the virtual university let me just give you the 10 lessons from this first part and then we we'll, would we'll trust god to get even deeper in the second part so the first was a challenge to write thrown to him by uncle Lebel white in his late 30s and the, the, the writing finally happening at his 50th birthday plus two more years to accommodate the the election loss and other things that have come up <laughs> along the line. We'll talk about that big accident and how changed changes life also next week. The second is writing for the youth of Ghana and Africa as his primary target and by extension, others who would also love to read what he had written about his life. The third is the mission God planted in his heart and that desire to do more and touch the lives of others and the joy that it brings to see others live a better life as a result of what he does. The fourth is the impact of childhood experiences on his philosophy of life. And among others, the fact that it taught him that no condition is permanent. The fifth was the lesson about punctuality and being a bellboy and the sense of responsibility that it gave him. The sixth is about two big Kujinji concepts and the fact that one success doesn't guarantee success the next time i guess the election also cut you that one that one success doesn't guarantee you yeah that was a success that was a big shocker <laughs> we'll come to that one as well <laughs> the seventh is what i call the ronaldo model versus the steven Gerard model and he's saying that he believes in the ronaldo model because it allows you to test your ideas with different teams get out of your comfort zone and wherever you go be able to make an impact and learn as you go along the eighth it's about succession the fact that in every role that he plays he prepares people deliberately so that in the event of he having to leave there will not be a vacuum or a gap in the organization the ninth is about marketing and how you entered into it and the fact that you were fine with by bio- bio- chemistry but you had found yourself around marketing until one conversation made you aware that if you will sit in the boardroom and in the decision-making rooms you need more than just one dimension of education yeah. and that led you to do your masters yes in marketing yes At Ligon. yes right the 10th is about where the do more came from a conversation with his mother who was about to pass on who reminded him of the fact that she didn't send him to school to just to just go and pass but to do much more with his life and he says even now 30 years or so after he still thinks about what mom would approve of because of that conversation with an educationist mom, just like mine, who will talk to you very calmly but leave a lifelong deposit in your mind. George, what would you drop to close this first part with our listeners? Out of all that you said, what one lesson would you like to drop with our listeners as we end this first part of the conversation? Um,
1: I think that I would. I would like to say. There are a lot of times that we think that we are listening to others, but we don't seem to be listening to them. And there's a there's a lot of power in listening to what others are telling you. Um, you may not always agree with whatever is being said, but if you don't listen to the person, you will not be able to decide whether you agree or you don't agree. And I guess that in listening to people, when the people realize that you are listening to them, it is easier for them to feel challenged versus a situation where somebody communicating with you or somebody's engaging with you. He gets this barrier that you are not you are not involved in the conversation. And then after, you come and challenge the person. I mean, for me, that's one of the things. It's not necessarily reading in the book, but even sitting in front of you and listening to how you are summarizing the lessons and stuff like that, I'm sitting here asking myself that should I not have sat with you first before publishing the book, okay? Uh, because there, there, there are a lot of dimensions that you are bringing out of the book that I didn't emphasize that way in the book. And I think that is great. So yes, we need to listen to each other better.
0: I have a feeling this lesson came out
1: of your public service. Well, in, in, in public service, you have to listen.
0: We'll come to that in our second part. <laughs> this has been Albert O'Crain hanging out with George Under uh, as we explore part one of this conversation. Next, you could go into the deep waters, talk about the, the intricacies of the of the corporate jungle, then talk about the big transition from corporate life into politics. And that famous advice he was given, the ten commandments that he was given by somebody later represented as your own thoughts. On, on, some, on some platforms, but the advice somebody gave him about politics. And then also find out about one election that was successful, one that was not successful, and the lessons thereof. And then the big one, that accident that almost took his life and how it has changed him as a person and also as somebody who deals with people who are vulnerable. Let's do this again next week with George Ander, And I trust that it will be an even richer conversation. Till then, on behalf of Team Springboard, led by Comfort and our partners, MTN Pulse, Enterprise Group, UMB Bank, Central University, the Multimedia Group, and the Graphic Communications Group, my name is Albert Singh. Thank you to you, George Ander. And then to you, our listeners out there, and saying God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you.